No, dude, you bring it in. Oh, yeah, you bring it in. I'll introduce it. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh. Hey, what is up, guys? All right, boys and girls, friends, family, all you people out there tuning in, welcome back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I'm Aaron Arnold. And I'm Austin Arnold. I just want to make a quick announcement before you do the intro. Just want to let you guys know, all the fans out there, we are now officially on iTunes and, of course, on YouTube, Surviving Hollywood. Just type it in. You'll find us. Just want to drop that note. Any five-star reviews on iTunes, feel free to roast us and give us a five-star review. And if it's funny, we'll read it on the podcast, but it's got to be five stars. I like that. Dan, what do you think about that? I think that's a great thing. Oh, hey, there's a guest, guys. <laughs> hey. We do have a guest. And our guest is Dan Lorenzo. You out there may know him from his tenure at College Humor, BuzzFeed. I, myself, worked with Dan years ago on a BuzzFeed sketch. Give us the top ten ways we know Dan. BuzzFeed <laughs> style. Yeah, neither of us can remember what yeah. sketch that was. But I'm sure it went viral. Yeah, absolutely. Going Everything I touch goes viral. Exactly. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on, Dan. No, thanks for having me. This is fun. So right before the podcast, you were just telling us that you no longer work at BuzzFeed. I do not. No, I was there for just about four years, and I'm no longer there. Um, Basically, they dissolved the um, branded video department. What? That's what you and I did. Wait, isn't that their whole? That's like the whole thing, almost, right? They still got the articles, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, big money makers (laughs) articles. No, yeah, the branded video department. I mean, that started was huge. The branded video department is how they made money. Like right. that's what keeps kept the lights on. Um, so what so happened? I was as confused as you are about why they did that. Basically, there was a new person put in charge. So BuzzFeed. I mean, I'd never have talked about this in public, and probably am not supposed to. But it doesn't matter. We're live. Um, Just kidding. Nobody's listening. Basically, we had in-house directors, producers, line producers, uh, editors, you know, the full post department, as well as writers. And someone became the new head of branded video who was a former writer and didn't really understand the production process. So they basically let everyone go who was not a writer. There's like, what we'll do is we'll keep the writers and let everyone else go. And that's what happened. And then they realized that no one. Sounds like a successful model was left uh, running a company. But you were a writer, director. Yeah, right. but I was a director. Okay. I was actually just, I was the first um, just full-time just director, director that they had. Um, so, yeah, I got fired. Um, <clears throat> but then they realized that no one was there to left to make the videos. Because the thing is, and I guess we could talk about this more, but, like, most directors can also write, can also edit, can also shoot. Do everything. Right. Yeah. So if you were going to keep anyone... You want to keep those people. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to hire a writer, a director, a producer, an editor. Like, why do everything? Right. So they had a bunch of write, a bunch of great writers, friends of mine who are really talented writers, but like they still needed people to produce. So then after the window of which we stopped collecting our severance, they just started calling us all back to freelance. Oh. Because they were like, hmm. uh, wait, we need people to make these videos. And we're like, okay, well, the day rate's a lot higher than. Right. So you're doing the same job except freelance now. Yeah. So you're nice. technically, you're not working for them, but you're working He's a free agent. with them? He's a free mm. man. There's more. So that was about, this is probably going on two years that I haven't been there. So for about a year, I was freelance, and now they've scaled down budgets so much that... Um, I thought BuzzFeed was doing well. They don't even... Look, 
<laughs> I'm not saying anything. I just know that they are not uh, what they used to be. Yeah, they're not spending um, money on digital branded videos like they used to. Mm. I think. Well, I mean, that's all of the internet for like the onion scaling back. It's like I'm sure they're doing well. I'm not here to slander or libel anybody. You know, but yeah. you but you knew that writer that got put in charge that started making those changes. Did you not? That I guy. actually didn't. I oh. didn't. That was a person that worked in one of the many other BuzzFeed offices across the country, which is probably another reason. Oh, so they weren't here in L.A. Why they don't have a ton of money. Um, no, no, no. I think this person was based in Austin. But anyway, like you're, you're right about this, mm-hmm. the digital budgets across the whole digital landscape. It's all going that way. Do you think it's because, like, well, maybe not entirely, but do you think part of the reason, too, is it's because it's becoming so much cheaper to produce videos and stuff like that as opposed to years and years ago? Like, is that part of it as well? That's part of it. And also another thing is those BuzzFeed videos, I'm doing air quotes that you can't see, uh, those BuzzFeed videos were, were unique because they were like two and a half, three minute videos. And I feel like that length of video isn't really popular or useful anymore. We need John really? Oliver's 18 minute video. I, yeah, well I feel like you either need like a long video or you need like Short. 15, you need like an Instagram yeah. story. Mm, like yeah. I don't know that right. there's any interesting middle ground. So they were like, we're not doing what they call co-branded videos, but like with the things that you right. were in. Um, instead they'll just do like now a branded video for them is just like they'll pay an influencer or right. some Buzzfeed personality to, make to like, yeah, do it an Instagram story. And then probably charge the client the same thing. And instead of hiring an entire crew, camera package, location, rental, catering, the entire cost is like an iPhone. Is this good for up-and-coming actors and filmmakers, or is this bad for up-and-coming actors and filmmakers? This is bad. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, it's the thing so is, even, no even before they started like cutting budgets and cutting um, the length of videos, like my whole thing, and I'm assuming you guys too, is like you like scripted material and like scripted comedies, especially is what I like to do. Totally, yes. yeah. And that's not really what, <clears throat> not what getting the hits. Now it's days. really like the broad humor, like the influencer, you know, m- mugging the camera, then playing the other guy mugging the camera. Gus Johnson. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Those are the popular ones now. And that stuff is creative and cool, but it's also like um, unscripted stuff does really well. Like if I could tell you how many like, man on the street videos i have to do or yeah they just want like like genuine reactions of yeah, something yeah and that's yeah. what it is people are connecting with this like like organic relatable like yeah genuine genuine right. feeling so the the more kind of like user generated and homemade it feels the better usually it does in terms of um interaction right right well because people can kind of relate to it in a way but right. at the same time, like for someone like me, how you said, I'm not a real big fan of like unscripted stuff like that. Like I'll watch it because it's like, oh, it's kind of, you know, fun or whatever for a few seconds. But it sucks that the scripted stuff is what's kind of dying out, you know? Yeah, because movies and stories are relatable, even if they're written from someone's imagination. You know what I mean? And they're, right. and they're portrayed by actors. It doesn't need to literally be reality. And also that stuff's all fake anyway. Right. You think like, impra- it's, all, it's all cooked? Do you think yeah. Impractical Jokers is fake? No, definitely not. No, seriously. What? Are they is it what what about Impractical Jokers is fake? Oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't. I actually don't know. I know the guy, the head writer of the of that show. Yeah, Joe, but, he, Jost. But, but he is. Um, well, he's he's pitching. Yeah. he's pitching the main guys. These are ideas, probably that is being filtered through them, and they're. Yeah, I guess it's real. But those guys were like <laughs> a. I don't know. They were like. Did you ever see their old sketches? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen some of it. But I mean, like now people recognize them though. So how could you like fall f- for it? You know what I mean? That's what I think. Right. Yeah. How you do you see, do you're like, stuff? dude, I've seen you on how many seasons of Impractical Jokers? Like, I, I know this is a prank. I mean, but your true. mom does not recognize it. It's on them. True TV. True, but they come on, they, they talk to like normal aged people, <laughs> if you want to call it. Right. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Some I'll of it's got to be cooked. I'll be honest, I've never seen it. What oh. are they called? The like, they have something improv- boys, the yeah, like tenderloins. Tenderloins. Oh, tenderloins. Tenderloins. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. It was like something meat Yeah, tenderloin. Yeah, no, I have never seen it. But yeah, I wonder about that. It's gotta no. It has to be somewhat produced. I mean, you know what I mean. Well, I'm hoping that the reactions are real. It's just what's produced is all the great ideas that the cast comes up with. Yeah, the reactions are produced. But well, like, I've done a ton of like prank stuff for college humor and, and man on the street stuff, and we at least always like hire some ringers. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh really? In case yeah. you don't get what you need. You have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or else you'll be there all day. Let's. Take it back to that, because Aaron and I grew up when College Humor was just coming on the scene. I just um, want to say I'm a major fanboy for c- College Humor, the original cast, and you worked with the original guys. I'm talking Jake, Amir, Streeter, Sarah, oh yeah, uh, Jeff, uh, Pat, Pat, Josh. You know Josh, Josh Rubin. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now uh, I used to was was Hallie Cantor the editor in chief when you worked there, because she was a little bit later. I know. No, it was. Ooh. It was someone, and then I thought it was Susanna Wolf, and then Hallie. Okay, because after the original cast had pretty much departed, Hallie Cantor was the editor in chief, and I would like try and like write stuff and get it on the, the site. They didn't end up choosing anything I wrote. <laughs> they gave you notes back. They though. gave me notes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, then. Uh, Jake and Amir, when they started HeadGum, um, I don't know how they feel about me. I'm, I've applied so many times to to be an intern. But back wait, in the didn't day. you go there one time too? No, yeah, to drop off the resume. Yeah, yeah, I went to their office and very nicely in a non-stalkery way said, "Hey, here's my resume." Um, and I, it was very creative. And wasn't the response, "How'd you get in here?" No, no, it's when that downtown, yeah, right, in downtown. the arts district. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tell us about your experience. Yeah, we went. Oh yeah, my experience. So college humor. <laughs> no, college humor. I was. I think. I feel like I'm lucky because I was at. Bu- I feel like I was at BuzzFeed at like this golden. <laughs> Time, Definitely. like right when BuzzFeed was kind of at the height, and it's like, whatever, blue dress, gold dress, wow, whatever. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> exciting <laughs> time. That was the height. But let me tell you, it shook the internet. I man. was there for that. Um, <laughs> but also, I feel like the same thing kind of happened at College Humor. I was there, like I want to say, like 2011. Mm-hmm. Did that check out? Yeah, like 2011, 12, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Somewhere in there. That's, so we graduated high school in 2009, and we were definitely bit huge fans back then. And, and the it, YouTube was created in 05. 06. Um, so yeah, that checks out. That was the golden age. Yeah, it was great, because they were in New York at um, in, this, in this great building. You would go, and it's kind of it's exactly what you would expect. In the hardly working sketches, we got to see Yeah, you saw it. That was the office. Yeah, yeah, and everyone was just like fucking around. Everyone's so funny and so nice, and everyone got along, and they were all friends, and would go out and still hang out to this day. And it was just like, it was an amazing place to be. Me personally, I'll tell you like a quick thing. I somehow got in there as like an associate, someone, a friend of mine brought me in as associate producer on a Jake and Amir sketch. Nice. Like Which one? Of sketch. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, 
too many. I remember having to hire, this is probably racist, but I had to hire a Chinese delivery man to bring like a Peking duck. <laughs> and they, they also had to book a live duck to run around. Wow. <laughs> Would have been racist if you had to book a white guy. You. No, he was, a abs- yeah, he was definitely a Chinese man. Right. That um, checks out. But, oh God, I remember that. But anyway, so I was there doing the sketch for them. And we had no budget. Those things were like no budget. Those like around the office things. And um, and someone, I was putting blood on <coughs> Jake's nose for some reason. Like, I don't know, he got punched or something. And uh, another producer at College Humor saw me doing that and was like, hey, are you the art person? <laughs> yes. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I am. And she's like, great, I'm doing this shoot and I need to hire like an, an art director. I was like, okay, cool, great, nice. so Dope. whatever. So I pretended to be an art director and I had no, I had no idea. And um, the first thing I had to do there was this thing. It was for, you guys probably don't know this. This is like a deep cut. They did this, they did this spinoff website called Jest for a, a minute. I know of it. You know, know of Dork- it. I saw like promos Dorkly. or something back in yeah. the day. Oh yeah, that was Jeff's thing, right? I don't know. Um, it was like the, like the gaming spinoff or something. No, the first thing I had to do, so I was like an art director, and they, we had to do this like Gatorade parody about like being hungover or whatever the joke was. And right. it was like, all black and white, and then they were gonna drip color like, sweat. colored sweat, right? Mm-hmm. So like, we need this colored sweat to like drip slowly. We have to like figure it out, but we don't know which yeah. color is gonna be in which scene. So I was like, hmm, okay, so I figured it out. So I spent the weekend kind of like playing with different stuff and like pancake mix and whatever. And I, <laughs> I came up with this kind of concoction, and I figured I would just dye the mix like whatever color you needed, right? Well, like, well, I didn't know what color, so I was oh, like, yeah. I was diet green, like chroma green. Yeah, and then they can in post just like ah. turn them whatever oh, color they cool. want. Green screen, nice. like green screen sweat. That was yeah. my thinking, right? That sounds good. And uh, yeah, it worked great. And the person who was in that was in that thing was Kate <coughs> McKinnon. It was Kate McKinnon, oh, oh, cool. like the person in it. Really? Before so she was, was like, anybody. Yeah, she was anybody. Yeah, she was like doing a college humor sketch for like a hundred bucks. And I was just <laughs> squirting her in the face with like <laughs> pancake changed. batter, like green pancake batter. And how was her? Was she, could you tell right away that oh man, she's pretty good? Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd see her. I would see her at UCB back in New York. And, you know, sometimes you, like, see a show, and you see someone, and you're like, they, holy shit. They just kill it. They're so, so, so talented. Yeah, she's always like that. Mm-hmm. She always, like, sometimes SNL is hit or miss. She's usually always hit, you know? No, she's the best. Yeah. Um, and she was super nice. But basically, so I did the art thing for a little while. And then um, I was like, hey, guys, I can actually produce, too. And then they let me start producing stuff. And then I had, like, a... Um, a comedy partner at the time and we would write and direct and act in like sketches and we did one we did this movie parody and um it didn't go viral but at the time it was exciting it got like six hundred thousand views which, which movie parody hmm. we did this thing called it was called the man without a facebook and it was like a trailer oh, nice. trailer parody of the man without a face which is like this oh, yeah, mel gibson mel gibson movie yeah. right we did a shot for shot parody of that of nice. facebook and I might um, have seen it. You know, it sounds kind of familiar. We got nominated for a Webby 2012 Whoa, nice. Webby right. Award. And we nice. were and that was on your own channel, right? That wasn't Yeah, it was just like me and this dude, Ben. And um, we were up against like three College Humor videos and a Funny or Die video. Hmm. It was like John Stamos, some like Simon Pegg Star Wars thing. Oh, man. So you didn't think you were going to win at all. Good yeah. company. No, yeah. But I was like, yeah, really good company. Uh, but yeah. I, was ar- I was working in the college humor office at the time. And I was like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I made this thing and like whatever. It's not as good as your guys' stuff. But I could direct stuff too if you want. And they were like, yeah, okay. 
and then they started they saw that and they liked it and then they started letting me direct um like branded videos for them wow and like a whole. let me ask you this because that was the golden age what was it like looking at all those views being racked up on all those videos like when companies were paying a lot to get their brand and stuff in there like did you guys know well i think this YouTube, was youtube is bigger now so i think like more things get like more views now but back then there wasn't it was still kind of building right? it was still building and college humor is leading the charge right well, back then a million was like the standard yeah right if you could get a million views it was like a success and now I know at BuzzFeed at least a million is like that's cute. You got a million. Well, they have a million <laughs> followers, so they're like, oh, we should get a million. Yeah, um, that was nothing. But um, no, College Humor was great, and those guys were all so good. And some of those sketches were really, really. I mean, obviously, like they've all gone on to like, obviously Sarah's um, SNL. She was co-head oh, writer of SNL. Show. Now she's the other two. Streeter's still at SNL. Streeter's at SNL. Pat Castles at the. Um, that's, uh, that's full frontal. Full, full frontal. frontal. B, yeah. um, what's his name on John Oliver? Jeff show. Rubin. Is that Jeff? Dan. No. Dan. 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 Yep. He's on John Oliver. And um, Adam has his own yeah. fucking True TV. True TV Adam show. Adam ruins everything. Yeah. We used to do those like Adam know it all bits like in the closet, like at the prop closet at College Humor. And he's done really well. Like they all went. I mean, obviously, there's like so much talent there at that time. And um, and yeah, Josh and. and guy Vince Payone who's in a bunch of stuff they were in this great they did this great um Inglorious Bastards parody called yeah. Grammar Nazis I love that yeah that one a lot, a lot of stuff yeah those not. guys that those guys are so good and they have like this very successful um, production company did you work on this is one of my favorite college humor bits and I know a lot of people works on them so you might not have but hardly working the perfect woman Familiar with that one? I don't know which one is that. Oh, it's well, where pull it up, dude. I probably know it's it. It's where Jake starts going, guys. The perfect. He tells the joke. Oh, five the five foot flat head, so you can rest the beer. Yeah, and no. uh, <laughs> then the other guy is like, oh, actually, I prefer a woman with a nice smile, maybe like a full head. And David then, Young. Yeah, yeah David Young. Mm. And, then, and then Jake gets pissed. He's like, guys, I'm, and then he pulls out a picture of this short woman with a flat head that he's resting a beer on. Guys, you're I'm dating the perfect woman, and you're shitting all over. Her. No, I don't know. That's funnier in the sketch. That's <laughs> no, dude. Those Jake and Amiris, those guys are so impressive. Yeah, they just they have such a good back and forth. It reminds me of like an old time like radio duo. Like they're so. Do you know the prank war snappy. was fake? Did you know that at the time that their prank war oh, was fake? That was I think before my time. Okay, well they did it for a number of years, but they just revealed a couple years ago that it was all staged. They knew the bits they were going to do on each other. <laughs> Anyway, what was it like being a producer, man? Like, what do you have to do when you're a producer? They're Good like, transition. So first you were like the um, the art department, right? You, you yeah. work freelance, then art department, then you're like, guys, I can be a producer too. What does a producer, what does a producer do, you know? Great question. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you do the budget. You, you uh, yeah, budget. Hire the actors. Find the location. Yeah, hire every head of department. Oh, man, that sounds like a lot of work. Order fucking lunch, which is the worst part. <laughs> it's like the bane of my existence. Especially when somebody doesn't do sugar. And what were you saying? Oh, yeah, that? fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> do not let me know if you have any yeah. special dietary restrictions. Chicken burrito. You're all getting one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> We're all doing a Cadoba burrito bar. <laughs> um, so a lot of our audience is like young, up-and-coming people that are looking to try and survive Hollywood. Um, so nowadays you, you got on college humor by creating, well, you all, you found your way in the door and then you created your own content and said, Hey guys, I'm, I'm equal with you in these Webby awards or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like today, what would you suggest to like a young up and comer that would love to work in a Buzzfeed type place as director or the next Buzzfeed? That's interesting. I would say, I mean, obviously just have to keep making stuff. 
but no, it's, that's what everyone says, but it's true. You have to just keep cranking stuff out and not be too precious about it and just keep making stuff. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be like the most brilliant thing in the world, but you just have to keep making stuff. And then also you have to just, like I always made stuff, but I also like always worked. I always did something like from when I was 18, you know, I was in film school in New York and I would just PA for free. I would be on sets. I would do favors. I would work for free. I worked for free for a really long time. Did you go to film school? Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it. Wouldn't I, wish that on, on I anyone. I go back and forth because like it's an expensive thing. And I don't think it's necessary. Where did you, you go to school, by the more. way? I went to a place called SVA School of Visual Arts on 23rd Street. Shout out to In those New York. Guys. Notable yeah, alum now. Notable alum. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know that what I learned there, it was worth it because of the people I met, basically. It's all the connections. That's, the re- connections. that's, that's really all it's worth it's it. It's 100% the connections. Because don't you learn on set, really? You learn on set. Because, yeah. like, the guy who I went to film school with, who got into college humor, got me into college humor, was an SVA guy. Excuse me. And there was this sketch group called Dutch West. I don't know if you know those. It was an SVA group with Sam Rice, Josh Rubin, Vince, all those dudes. What is SVA? Oh, it's college. College. It's college. College. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so that comedy group got absorbed by um, Ricky Van Veen. And became college humor. Ricky oh, nice. was a co-create co. Yeah. So like even the S even like the college humor thing was through SVA, was through film school. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of goes back to there. And even my first job I got was a whole nother story, but it was at this um, again like very low rent TV station. But I got it. Do you ever hear of a sketch group called the Whitest Kids? You know, yeah, definitely. Okay, so those guys also was an SVA sketch comedy group. So wow. I, I went to, I applied through Craigslist to this like intern position at this, um, what I thought was called Imagination TV. And I went to their building like over on 44th Street and I went up there and I walked in and it was called Imagine Asian TV. And everyone was Asian. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe, I mean, that's fine with me, but I don't know if they want me working here. That's a good gimmick, though. And then they're like, yeah, it was, it was uh, the very first 24 7 Asian American TV network. Cool. Wow. And so what they About did, time. Is, by it the st- way, is it still around? No, it's not. <laughs> but they brought me like through the office to this like back room, and they had Trevor and Zach and Sam and these guys. Oh, nice. The whitest kids were there. And I was like, what? And basically their job was, I guess, this TV network like had all these old like Bollywood <coughs> and Kung Fu movies. And then they basically like hired them to like mystery science theater them. Hmm. So wow, like, cool. I don't know. But anyway, that was my first job. And that was also like an SBA thing. So film school. Yeah, good for that. But connections. What I really learned was like get on set, PA for free, do whatever you can for free. Right. You're doing this podcast for free. Thanks, man. Yeah, because who that. knows? He didn't charge us a penny. One of you guys <laughs> is going to blow up and you're gonna remember That's right exactly. old danny d it's gonna yeah, be you know. it's gonna <laughs> be or, or, we'll, or we'll bring you down with us one, <laughs> one or the other yeah, exactly this will be my demise do you um, uh speaking of demise uh yeah. no do you uh do you watch any or who do you like watching now like on youtube comedy sketch? what are your favorite shows movies what oh, do you what's God. the best thing out there i don't i don't watch can i i don't watch anything you online. can be honest i should or what's your favorite like movies or what, dude, have you seen Rocket Man? That was I saw Rocket movie. Man last night. Dude, that's a good movie, right? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy movie. I appreciated it. I mean, they managed to kind of like hit all those tropes. 
Do you know what I mean? Of a biopic? Yeah. I, I feel... I, I uh, it did, it, but it was different, though, because it was a musical. I do love musicals. And but but uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, that hit It was so better much. than Bohemian Rhapsody. It was well, better than I think than that was the tropey... I didn't see it. Oh, all, okay. I heard so many bad things about it. I didn't see it. One, well, Remy, one, Remy Malek was the Mixed best. reviews. Remy Malek yeah, was If it wasn't for him, I think the movie would have. And the Queen music, obviously, if you love Queen, you're going to love it. But the story and script was one-dimensional and biopicky. If you thought Rocket Man was biopicky, which it was, you wouldn't like <laughs> the second half, especially. The first half was kind of promising. What happened in the second half? Well, oh, oh, with the fight wait, between him well, and uh, I haven't Bernie. seen it. Don't ruin it. Well, dude. you can just Wikipedia his life. But I don't want to do that. Also, but, there's going to be more Bernie Toppin fans than ever before. <laughs> I, I was surprised <laughs> how much was he was like, in the movie. Oh my God, he's amazing. <laughs> For he's sure. Like a hero. I liked when he sang um, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road when he got a chance to sing it. Yeah. He, he wasn't as good of a singer. As like the other guys, and I was like, oh, that's because Bernie Topin isn't the singer in the group; he's the lyricist. Anyway, it was real pretty good. <laughs> um, no favorite things. I don't know. I um, I don't really watch a lot of like internet stuff, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know all that stuff that those old, old college humor guys are doing. Like Sarah's new show is really funny. Haven't seen it. I want to check other it two, out. Season one is a good around the pod. Central. Um, no, I don't know. The only thing I, I like watching is Veep, and Veep is over. Oh, yeah? Veep had... I've uh, actually never seen that show. I love the cast, but I just I think it's the funniest thing. I haven't got to it. It's been on TV in a really, really I've long I've heard that time. from wow. a lot of people. That's what the billboard said, too. Funniest thing yeah, on TV. Yeah, that's a pull quote for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now it's over. No, I like things like that. I like things that are like... I like hard jokes. Like, that thing is, like, packed with, like, jokes. It's like an Arrested Development. Oh, nice. Or yeah. It's just, like... Yeah, wall to wall jokes. jokes. Dirty Rock, like those kind of Dirty Rock, great show. Kimmy Schmidt, full of jokes. I haven't seen that show either. Me neither, but I hear it's full of jokes. Um, What can I tell you? Oh, um, this is interesting. I, my, after that, like, Asian TV network closed. Imagination, yes. Imagination. Yeah. After Imagination TV closed, I was a PA on Gossip Girl for two seasons. Love that show. And then Just kidding. Dreams do come true. I've never seen an episode never seen of it. it. But <laughs> he saw it, it live. It shot across the hall from 30 Rock. Oh, so cool. I got, wow. I saw those guys do that. And that was fun for me. And you did could, you pop in? Yeah. Oh, I popped. No. <laughs> oh, this guy's popping. I popped in. You can do a great Tracy Morgan impression, right? Let's hear uh, it. Yeah, I just know I just lift my shirt up. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. My stomach. <laughs> he's great. I, um, I did a BuzzFeed thing with him. He's hilarious. He's, in, he's incredible. After Seems his cool. accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was he? Like, great. He was just like playing disco from his phone, <laughs> dancing, like talking about how much he loved to just like, I think he said he like fell asleep watching like Full Metal Jacket or something. He like watches like Platoon and falls asleep wow. to like Vietnam movies. Soothing. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> but he was really, really fun. Um, Have you seen Aladdin? I haven't seen Aladdin. Anybody see Aladdin? I yeah. saw the original. I didn't really, I don't know. I heard bad things. I heard really Will Smith turned out to be the best part of the movie, is what I, because everybody was worried he'd be yeah. the worst. I, I, I'm going to say, I th- actually thought the acting was the worst part of the whole movie. Oh, you had a problem that they give Jasmine a bigger part. No. Oh. She was actually, I think she was the best actress on the You know what I movie. heard is, um, and they said it was like exactly, like, like, per the cartoon, it was literally like exactly the same as the cartoon. Same storyline, same songs, everything exactly, same like lines. I was just oh, like, really the same ad libs that Robin Williams did? Yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Wow. I was just like, they had, I think they added one different song, and did, that was it. Did Will Smith rap the Never Had a Friend Like Me? Never rapped. Oh, that's weird. I don't know what they're trying to, they're trying to make money, money. easily. Made a ton of money, but. 
I guess. Like, well, the other thing, like the lions, but they're real lions. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, exactly. The Lion King is going to be like CGI animated, so it's just going to be animated like the original. No, but the whole thing is like, look how much they look like real lions, and they just show these pictures, and they're just expressionless lions. They're just like, they have no. I like emote. my lions. They don't emote with big, <laughs> with big eyes and a face that moves. Yeah, come on, everybody. <laughs> um, cool. And you know what? Before we get to some questions from our audience, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, we, we should we, talk about businessy no, stuff. No, no, I, I would love to know post life after post Buzzfeed. Yeah, like what do you, what do you do? Great question. You have a great credentials. What some would step? say, um, you know, well, you know, I want to get into TV, even though apparently I don't like any TV. Directing? Shows. Or <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I want to direct episodic TV, like thirty minutes. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So, how do you do that? Is right. the question. Um, the most direct line for me is commercials, because of all the branded shit stuff from BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. um, all the branded spots. But it's kind of a tough thing because. Like I said, those two and a half, three minute things are such a specific thing to the internet and to like digital branded content that when you try and like pitch me for commercials, they're like, okay, what the fuck is this? This is a long thing. We want, we want 30s. We want 30 seconds, 15 seconds. Exactly. Right. So I'm like trying to cut down these BuzzFeed things. So it's like a hard sell. So I have like hundreds of these branded spots, but. And who are who's asking for these? Like an agent, an or agency. like a production company, or how do you get? Okay, in? yeah, like an agency. So I am like repped by a commercial production company. Which one? Um, uh, two. One is called Search and Destroy, and one is called Darklight Pictures. Very cool, aggressive. Cool names. <laughs> Very yeah. aggressive, right? Um, yeah, super cool. And um, and the BuzzFeed thing is is nice because it still has a, like a little sheen to it, and they're like, oh, BuzzFeed guy, whatever. And for some reason, my big thing at BuzzFeed was I did these Purina videos. That was like the account that I worked on. And I did this video called Puppyhood about puppy chow. Sounds like a million views right off the bat. Yeah. Well, two million. It went on Facebook. And this is before there were any rules about branded ads on Facebook. Like, you don't have to say that it was an ad. Right. And the thing got 86 million views. Uh, And so they had to create the the rule basically for Facebook had to kind of like rewrite the rules for that. So, but it was about a puppy. So I somehow became like, like the dog. You're the puppy guy. Yes. The puppy whisperer. Exactly. So I get all this, not all this, but I get like dog work. And it was real. (laughs) Like you had to work. Did you work with a real puppy and like try to make him do stuff? Oh yeah. It's impossible. (laughs) Did he have expressions as well? No. That's what was cute about it. Every expression is nice. So I resent the lions, you know, (laughs) (laughs) same shit. But there's tons of, you know, there's tons of work with dogs on commercials and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, so you're shooing, man. You're shooing. Sorry, I'm choking on this guy. Sorry. It's it's blame Austin. As intended. Very strong. But that's actually... <clears throat> I think that roofie is kicking in. Um, <laughs> no, but I would say that's actually good advice for people looking to do something. Have a thing. <clears throat> what you're known for. Well, I think it's just like almost like every director, right? Everyone has like a specific style that kind of like yeah. But can beyond go with that, movies. like everyone has like a style. Like I like scripted comedy stuff, right? But for some reason, there's so little work out there right now that what should happen is like huge directors should do the huge commercials, Super Bowl stuff, million dollar commercials, and then the lower budget stuff should be like people like us, like starting out, like we should get the crumbs kind of a thing. 
but now I guess there's, you know, like you were saying before, like budgets are getting smaller, there's less and less stuff that in my, you know, production company roster, I'm like the comedy guy. Nice. They have like a doc guy, a comedy person, a kind of like heartfelt person. They'll have like an auto person just so they can pitch different commercial stuff. But if I'm the comedy guy, my rep is like, hey, I can't submit you for this job up against Mike Judge. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because he's, he's he's not comedy. directing. He's the comedy guy. He's not directing. Never heard of that guy. Yeah, right. He <laughs> like, he just, Dude, I'm like, just kidding. And I'm like, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's fair. But yeah. He doesn't know how to fucking direct a puppy. Hey, <laughs> hey. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like if you could just have a hook. And I remember this guy told me this a long time ago. He was like one of the first guys to really use like VFX. And like he, that was his thing. It's he became like the VFX really, guy. Yeah. You like yeah. need like a, a hook at least to begin with. And then from there you can like be like, look, I'm good at other stuff and whatever. But you just need that kind of like in. You know so I, I mean? guess, the, I guess it sounds like what you're saying is the route is to do commercials, a lot of commercials, and eventually you'll kind of work your way to episodics. Is that basically how that works? I hope so, yeah. I mean, it just had a, I would need to make the leap off of the internet. You know what I mean? Right, to so like TV, like sh- actual... Shows are going on the internet. I know, it's going the opposite Nowadays, way. Right. I know, so I don't know. It's weird. It's not really working in my favor. All commercials <laughs> are like now IG commercials. It's like, I just auditioned for like a Bud Light one. It's like, no, it's just a 15-second spot for an IG story. And I'm like, yeah. wow. And okay. now the other thing is when you do a commercial, they're like, okay, so you're going to do a 30 second spot and then we need a square cut down for Facebook and a vertical right. cut down mm. for Instagram. And it's like, right. okay, well then all your framing has to just be yeah, it's just a like square super. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like symmetrical, like it's all in the center. So it's all, what about guys? It's a mess. Cre- creating your own content. Is that are, is the agency encouraging that from its directors or, is <clears throat> you know, they're not. And mm. I disagree with that because they're so kind of jaded. They're like, look, unless you win Sundance, nobody cares <laughs> and i'm like okay well that's very encouraging <laughs> but um what about the hollywood shorts festival <laughs> right i mean i think you should always be making stuff and putting it out there because you never know and also you know just having that content too if you go to pitch a commercial or they're like hey we need a guy who can do this do you have anything like that you can like go back to your archives and you just have it they don't care like i feel like views don't really matter as much anymore because it's so easy to buy views. True. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it has it's less of a currency than I think it was <coughs> well, like try a couple years ago. Figure out engagement, not just views. Right. Know? Now it's all about engagement. So it's about shares and likes and, and live and tweeting stuff like that. But um, yeah, just, just create as much content as possible. So I'm still on the side like writing shorts and shooting shorts and you know, I have a couple pilots that I wrote and I'm writing a feature just so like tell us about doing stuff, yeah. Tell us about to, one of those. Just to keep um, you know, soul from being crushed by <laughs> commercials and brands and clients and agencies you know what I mean? no more puppies and puppies yeah, which yeah. Are, we all know, love puppies but dude sometimes t- well tell us about your puppy pilot guys i'll say it now i don't even i don't even have a dog guys <laughs> oh whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll cut that out we'll cut that out. i'm a cat guy <laughs> just put it out there i'm a fraud no i did write uh, i wrote a pilot about uh, working at buzzfeed so i think that is ripe for Office style, docu. The, the, the world is Ma- ready Machu. for it. Not mockyu. I love mockumentaries. They're good for sure. Oh man, I love mockumentaries. But I feel like their time has passed a little bit. Well, we've had some of the best ones, so it's like, uh, is it going to get better than? It just the feels derivative. But like, for okay, for example, um, I think that mockumentaries are like passe, and so is like vampire stuff. <laughs> but then, what we do in the shadows. 
Have you seen that? No, it's I've heard of it. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. I don't even know what that and is. And it's a vampire mockumentary. I gotta check and it I out. I swear to God. Wow. Watch the feature. It's you know who it is. It's um you know Taika Waititi. No. Oh wait, that's a director of Thor, right? Yes, exactly. And he also directed Into the that one about the woods. Yeah, with, the um, wilderness. Wilderness. With the I saw that boy. Movie. The little yeah, boy with the guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. That's lovely. Um, that lovely. was actually like, a fun Come movie. On. It was Great. a fun movie. I was like, I loved it. Yeah, I love. You got to see what we do in the shadows. It's it's. So he he created that. Yeah, him and uh, Jermaine from uh, Flight of the Concords. Nice, Ooh, Jermaine Clements. Anyway, and then now it's an FX series. Just to, that's just to say that, like, yeah, well, you know, it's all been done a million times, but this mockumentary about vampires is, a, is incredible. Best yeah. thing ever. So you know, it's all. But what's your BuzzFeed pilot? Or oh, what, after you write it, what do you do? Two guys prank each other in the office. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, the BuzzFeed pilot's about like a serious like filmmaker who has to work at BuzzFeed and crank out. I like it. BuzzFeed videos and also ends up dating kind of an influencer and how that goes. Based on your life? A little bit, yeah. There you Ooh. go. Um, who is she? But that's actually the last podcast I was on. It was on her podcast, my ex-girlfriend's podcast. Mm. What's well, your what is it? We'll what? give her a free plug. Um, it's called Just Between Us. It's Allison Raskin and Gabby Dunn, and they have a great podcast. And who, which one was your girlfriend? Allison. And they brought me on there just to kind of Cool. You guys kept a <laughs> civil. <me> apart. <laughs> oh, okay. So you guys remain civil after the break. No, we're totally civil. Yeah, yeah. it's totally fun. But they, yeah. that's it that's was cool. Fun. I'll have to yeah. check that out. That sounds like a podcast I want to see. I mean, listen to this podcast first, and then yeah. hear about what a terrible boyfriend I am on just between exactly a follow up. I actually got a question. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned you're writing a feature. Mm-hmm. So, so my thing lately is that I had this discussion with a buddy that day. It seems like I can't really think of the last good comedy feature I've actually seen. Wedding Crashers. Right, Mm. but how many years ago was that? You know what I mean? Like, there hasn't really been one where I'm like, man, that one was, that was great. Like an R-rated, like, tropic comedy? Yeah, something. (laughs) Like, just, there hasn't really been anything. Like, Netflix is always pumping out different stuff, and I'm like, they're all kind of shitty. No, Netflix movies always feel like a Netflix movie. Yeah. It's like, really feels like straight to DVD. It's like the equivalent of, like, direct to DVD, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, with big red letters on the box just telling you not to, you know, it's all DVDs with the big red letters. Do you, can you think of what the last good one was and what's yours about? Okay. the You yeah. know what? I have not seen this, but people say that Booksmart is good. We saw it. I saw I it. I heard oh, that. Any is good? It not? No, it's good. It is. There's a ton. It sounds like a no. Well, that's Olivia Wilde's it. first time directing. Uh, I would there's definitely t- recommend it, it to people. I would definitely go say watch it. And they have like memorable characters and they have some funny parts. Jason and it's kind Sudeikis of like an interesting great. way it was shot. I'd say it's good. It feels like Pineapple Express. Or not, sorry, Super Bad, like for it's, the younger. I think I like Super Bad better. Super Bad. It's was. a classic. When that came out. It's a classic. I mean, that's yeah. I'd say it's definitely Perfect. it's good, but is it on the level of Wedding Crashers or Super Bad? I mean, it's her first time directing. so It's, it's on the yes, no scale. It's a yes. It's a go, yes. See it. go see it. Go support Olivia Wilde. Uh, it's a good movie. Ooh. I feel like those kind of movies should be like baseline. I haven't seen it, but I, from what you're describing, like those movies, I feel like should be the baseline, like. Like, all movies should be at least that good. Right. Yeah. And then there should be things that are great. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's good is because they trusted her point of view, and it seemed like because it's lower budget, was, she had control. It was different, yeah. It wasn't like the same old schlock, you know, <laughs> Netflix is. Well, I, I guess that's the question is, like, why are comedies, one, have not been good lately? There's been plenty of great dramas out there, but I feel like comedies have not just been at that same level that they used to be. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. 
Is it just they're they're just hard to make good one? I think it's I think it, it's it is definitely hard. harder definitely to hard, make a comedy than a drama for sure. Yeah, I think that's always been true. I don't know. I feel like it's also like cyclical too, and I think maybe it's depends it's on changes. what's going on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, judging by history, you would think that this period in time would be ripe with great comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the case. I saw what did I see? I was really interested because I like rom coms, and there's really not been a good rom com in many many years and i just went and saw that long shot oh yeah the seth rogan oh, charlie's yeah. there promo yeah. to hell how was it I, I, the trailer didn't really do it for me no me neither better yeah. than the trailer really okay yeah better than the trailer had problems but like was fine was it written by seth rogan or no i don't believe so he was no. just in it i think he was just in it i produced it but um does he have anything coming out though oh he's got like another like coming of age thing with little kids where they curse yeah and yeah stuff. that's right. probably gonna be Oh, yeah, kind of fun. They find the dildo and seem funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 those guys are doing <laughs> good stuff. But you're right. Yeah, there's not been anything. Well, Judd Apatow changed the game, and then his disciples, like Seth Rogen, now they're changing the game. It's like, who's that next Apatow? Not that we need one. I think it's Dan. I think it's Dan. Oh, man, I would love that. Waiting for you, man, please. That would be great. Have you guys, the best thing I've seen recently is have you watched Tim Robinson's show on Netflix? Yeah, We were just watching it uh, with our buddy, college buddy, last night. It's hilarious. That to me was like, oh, wow, this fucking guy. Actually, the first (laughs) sketch got me. That to me. The door. The door. The The door door sketch. He forces it. That was like, I was watching that (laughs) cracking up like crazy, and I'm just like, I got it. You got me. That kind of shit. Like, that makes you notice like that feels different doesn't yeah, it yeah mm-hmm. like that is fresh and original and i was talking to someone who was a writer's assistant on snl and they said that i think i'm i'm pretty sure secondhand knowledge that all those were just rejected snl sketches mm-hmm. that he wrote while he was there that he just had interesting wow and then he just Netflix <laughs> let him do it. well he's now, I mean, it, you would love to get your own show after you leave SNL. He got fired or he quit early or whatever yeah, it was. Everybody and gets fired eventually. <clears throat> it's true. And he has it. So, I mean, what's that say about Lauren Michaels? You know, obviously, Lauren picked the best ones. I say the biggest problem with SNL today, Dan, you know what I'm going to say? Uh, it's funny. <laughs> they're all <laughs> reading. It's obviously they're all reading off cue cards. And it sucks when it's obvious that some people can't read that well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and who can't read that well? Yeah, who are the worst readers? Many of them. I don't want to single out one person. I have my opinions, but it's not about, it's not, I don't want to bash an actor. Listen, we know we, everybody's <laughs> trying your best, but it's just they're all reading, you know? I thought you were going to say people breaking. I find that kind of charming. I like when Me people too. break, actually. That's fun. It makes you laugh more. I didn't and say that's that. Also, what makes like live TV fun. Anything could happen. But yeah, reading, you're right, isn't, isn't ideal. Right. But what's, um, what's your feature about yeah. Is it comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And where are you in the process? It's written and you're chopping it? I only say that, well, it's a different, it's kind of different because I was hired to write it. Right. So it's not like. Oh, okay. So it's not your. Section it's project. a Purina movie. It's, yeah. It's Purina the movie. <laughs> um, no, it's. Um, Can you hit us with a log line? Yeah. So basically it's about. Okay. All right. Yeah. See what you guys think of this. Okay. It's basically about a stuntman who becomes too old to do stunts and has to learn to act to maintain his livelihood. Once upon a time in Hollywood? Sort of. With like Hooper. Without you ever Jeffrey see Hooper? I haven't seen that. With um Hooper. Oh uh, yeah, it's a classic um who's the guy who's gonna be in Once Upon a Time Burt Reynolds. Oh, I was just gonna say okay, okay. he did a movie called The Last Great Movie Star or something like that, where he played a 
a guy that an old stuntman as well. And I know he used to be a stuntman. Yeah, that was his thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a Burt Reynolds, like Johnny Knoxville kind of a thing. I like that. That sounds like that if sounds Johnny fun. Knoxville were too old to do Jackass. That's cool. I like no, that. No, cool. the way you would have to like do. I imagine it just based on the log line, like very like real and gritty. And this guy is just like he doesn't like it's not going to be wacky, right? It's going to be like a very oh, down, yeah. down to earth. It's going to be like a Sundance movie. Yeah, I want to feel I for like this that. guy. Yeah, it's going to be a hard R NC seventeen kind of Ooh. Sundance. NC seventeen. Okay, is that really a thing? It's going to be unrated. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like, and this is like, yeah, my take on like a very mainstream comedy. Like, did you see nice. um Stan and Ollie? The movie? Yes, I did. So what I, one of the things I, I liked it. about the movie, it seemed like it was kind of. Um, I just felt for them how like touching their lives were like everybody was coming up to them congratulations I can't believe you guys are still performing at your age and they were acting like they wanted to but really they had to because they didn't have any like points on the back end and they had to keep working and it's yeah. like I felt for those guys they need to keep working everybody thinks they're doing it because they love it but they just need the money you know? and they're killing themselves yeah yeah it's the same thing if you watch like um, old Three Stooges stuff like they're still like going around and hitting each other like in the late 60s and like Man. 70s and like some of them are dying and it's, just <laughs> like, it's sad but like yeah that's all they but that's the human it's the human like those vaudevillians and stuff a like lot that. of people have to do that stuff you know in their everyday normal lives they have to keep working and stuff and it's yeah but that's also why a lot of you get all these like fascinating like washed up and people make jokes about it and like the butt of jokes and everything but all these like washed up people who are huge but then they just keep being them and then times change and now they're a joke right sad sad stuff but the Stan Nolly movie's great isn't it <laughs> I love it it's sweet and it's nice how they I like how they work in um, the Stan Nolly bits yeah into the they story did, did a good sure. job they did a really like good they job they did a cute job of like trying instead of just showing old clips they have them like recreate the bits but it's right. kind of and organic to the story. Real quick, it was just funny how their big showstopper at the end, they're arguing, are you sure you can do this? Because his <laughs> leg was hurting. Are you sure you can do this? And, you know, the big grand finale was, sweating profusely. was just like doing a little jig on stage. There's nothing <laughs> it compared was to that. huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to do like a little soft shoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like this huge Huge back in the day. Thing. Yeah, that's super famous. I, like, I, got, I got a little teary-eyed teary on that. I loved it. I got to say, I did not expect us to talk about Stan and Ollie, but I'm so happy that that's where oh. this is gone. That's yeah. We bring it up on every podcast. This is just the first one that could Everybody's got to be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but have you finished writing your feature yet? I got to tell you, I wrote a first draft, and I hated it. Mm -hmm. I really, really, really hated it. And um, I started from scratch. I went back to square one, and I re-outlined it. Um, and so this was a director you're writing for or a producer yeah. producer. Okay. So it's, it's going to get produced. Not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily, but um, it's just an idea that they were pitched basically okay. a treatment. They were pitched and they asked me to kind of like flesh it out because they knew it was like a mainstream comedy and they thought I could, I'd get a good, have a good take on it. But um, yeah, I kind of went back to square one. I had to tell them, they were like asking for pages. I was like, guys, I got to tell you, let me just start over. It'll be better. And I, because I think I was, I rushed the outline and I finally got to the third act and I was like, uh, this isn't good. So I don't know. I went back and I read a million books and I watched a ton of movies that were like my movie. And what's the inspiration for the movie? Like what movies did you or what go to watch to like, be like, oh, that's going to inspire me for this. Yeah. Like I said, I watched this, I watched a lot of those old, like, um, 
the movies you're talking about, like about Hollywood stars and watched okay. up actors. I want yeah, to watch yeah. this Burt Reynolds movie. Boogie, I can't Boogie wait. Nights. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see, um, obviously, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for a million reasons, but also for that reason. And oddly enough, there were like shades of funny people in it. Mm-hmm. You know that? Yeah, that the movie? Jeanette, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, I went back to it. It's kind of a mess. I, li- I like that like movie, it's actually. It's like two plus hours, but it's like two different movies. Right. Well, that, that's why I liked it because it was so mm-hmm. just different i, I like, don't know he goes up to like wherever ojai or something and it like it turns into a whole nother movie with eric banna and yeah and his wife and everything it's wild but still there are shades of that right where he like can't do his thing anymore he thinks he's gonna die or whatever right um yeah but i watched a lot of those movies that were kind of like my movies to kind of get inspired and you know steal from for sure hey all ideas but are out there it's hard have you guys ever written a feature before it's so long we took a short film for Just the first time yeah. around. I mean, our, our our goal was Sundance in the end. Turns out it's a lot harder to get into Sundance than you'd think. Uh, but I, we I got thought you just submit and you just get in. <laughs> <laughs> but we got into other smaller festivals, and we went into, especially all the ones around L.A. It was a dark comedy. and that's Dark, gritty. We love yeah. it. Actually, oh, we'd, love to, right. we'd love to send it to you, get your I feedback on it. it. Love to send it to all you. All right. Um, and, uh, and the best part of those that experience was like going to these film festivals and meeting the people um just like like-minded individuals like ourselves but that did so well now we're trying to write a feature and we're in the super early stages but it's i mean i don't know if it's the structure part or whatever but it's way harder to write a feature than a short yeah shorts are really difficult too i think shorts (laughs) are really hard form because you only have a you know limited amount of time to really make it like you know, get people to care about these people, right. and then you have to have a really satisfying payoff too. Exactly. I n- first of all, when I see, because we saw, you can see so many shorts at festivals. God, I never care about the people, <laughs> and they're usually just like no, no, no payoff. Yeah, no actors. payoff, or the payoff's yeah. so gimmicky. You're like, mm, fuck <laughs> you. Um, it happens. But isn't it inspiring too? Like, I I went to Sundance this past thing for no reason other than to just go to Sundance and watch movies and check it out and see some uh, friends' movies and stuff like that. I went to the shorts programs, and there's a lot of shit, guys. In the well, Sundance one? Yeah. I yeah. assume Sundance really? would be better. Really? No, no. There's still bad, painfully bad shorts. But it's probably a lot of like political at some points, though, I would say. No. No? There are some that were just... What I mean, like people like know somebody that got it oh, in. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Not that's about what I mean. politics. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Because yeah. it's stuff that... Because it could be a shitty short with like a name actor... But they're like, I got right. in because John Stamos is in it or right. whatever. Or yeah. the other thing is, if you were ever in Sundance once, I think once you're kind of in, it's automatic. they'll look mm. at your stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot a lot more often. But anyway, it's inspiring to see good stuff and bad stuff. I, I, I'm in, not discouraged. I'm inspired when I see some some bad stuff because I'm like, whoa, we could easily... That got in, we could do that. Yeah, right. yeah I think so too. I think it's important to see Did that Did you see stuff. a short called Worm at Sundance? I, no. thought, I thought that was in there, wasn't it? Did um, it go to Sundance or was it South By? I think it was one of them. We saw a, a short called Worm at uh, Pasadena. Yeah. Really I good. thought it was one of the best shorts I'd seen in a yeah. while. It was like a dark, it was like a dark coming of age, coming of age story. Like, that sounds like but it was dance. super original, super like original. Like the idea was like, if you, when you kiss a girl, like all these kids have collars on, like these electric collars and they don't come off until like you kiss a girl. And it's about this kid like trying to find his way. He can't get his collar off. He can't get his first oh, kiss. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that was, it was pretty cool because we talked to the dude that directed because it was like an empty block. There was like nobody there. And so we talked to this guy and it was like his, it was like a thesis project he did at like US, USC yeah, or something. And and I, thought got, he, I thought he said Sundance. 
Yeah. I thought he went to Sundance with it too, yeah. but he got greenlit for the feature because of because it got into Sundance or something. So yeah. it's like, dude, that's crazy. That's all you have to do. <laughs> that easy. I feel like I that's saw that on do. Short of the Week. You ever go to Short of the Week? I do go there on sometimes. Was, yeah. was Worm on there? I don't know if it was on there. Maybe. I, okay. I don't know. Could be. But I'll have to look for it. I haven't been yeah. on there in a while. Did you guys find that on the the circuit you guys did, were you bumping into the same people? Like, were the same people, like, on the festival circuit that you were on? Yeah, Definitely. A lot of the same yeah. people. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Right? Especially if they're because a lot of those same people, obviously, you only want to talk to, when you see films, you want to talk to the good films. Because, like, oh, my God, I love, I, I don't want to talk to the people, films that I don't, didn't care for. Right, so you have to lie right. to them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I just say, like, hey, congratulations. Yeah, that's honest. I don't have to say it was good. I don't say that's it was good. bad. Then they, say, like, well, then they say, what'd you think? You, fin- you finished something. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I'll say it again. Congrats. Um, no. But there was a... Have you ever seen Thunder Road? Yeah, Jim Cumming. He's Jim a Cummings. college humor guy. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, is he? Co- oh, really? Yeah, he is. Okay. We, he, was um, a, he was a producer at College Humor LA. We met oh, him wow. at the... Which one was it? The Ho- festival? Hollywood. Hollywood Shorts at Chinese Theater or something. He was producing somebody else's there. But he's what inspired us to make... He seems like a great guy. I, I follow him on Twitter. He's very inspirational. He's super yeah. inspirational. Right? He's always just like, do it, make it, <laughs> shoot yeah. it. Two, two he, takes? No, one take. <laughs> but his story is like, he's got a great story. You know, he's like a producer at College Humor. And I heard that he would just kind of like every day drive to work and just m- do the monologue in the car day in and day out. And he grabs some. For Thunder Road? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, oh for the short. Oh, yeah, okay. for the short for the sh- Thunder like Road, the, the monologue he does yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. Uh, his mom's funeral. Yeah, right. he did that on the way to work. Yeah, that's how he said he just memorized it on his way back and forth to college humor. Wow, that's passion. I know. And then to have the whole thing hinge on a hugely popular song by Bruce Springsteen and not have the rights to it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like, like what that, the fuck? That's what <laughs> I was thinking too. What about the rights of the it's song? It's like I don't know, ballsy and naive, but he made it anyway. And then he just wrote this incredibly like passionate letter, email, whatever, to Bruce Springsteen and got the rights. And Bruce Springsteen oh, wow. is notorious Post for not making getting the rights. Oh, yeah. after he made yeah, it. Yeah, after making and, it. And he doesn't have the rights for the feature because I watched the feature and it was not in there. Oh, the feature came out or what? Yeah, I wa- yeah it came okay. out. Okay, how was it? Was it in one take? No, it wasn't. It, it was... Uh, <laughs> I remember I, him saying that there was a lot of one-takers in it. I, I mean, there was a, l- a good amount, but I, the, I really liked the short and I thought the feature was just... I thought the only thing I would have liked more from that feature was... It, it seemed like the whole story relied on his relationship with his daughter, and I was waiting for, like... You'll understand someday. <laughs> so if and he I was just here, wanted some plot or something. If he was here, you would just say, congratulations. No, I would say I loved it. It's definitely... He's be- definitely better than so many other people, and his short was great. I just... No, he's talented. He's a talented It was just guy. like a he's walking around talented. movie. Yeah, he's really talented. We are. Yeah. We're big fans. So... Yeah, it's very impressive. And, uh, again, relatively simple, logistically. You know, it right. didn't cost a million dollars to make that short. It's just like really ballsy to, um, but that's a good lesson too. Just go ahead and ask people like real quick. I'll tell you that man on the Facebook thing I was telling you about the parody trailer. We made the whole thing shot for shot, like agonized over it. And then we were cutting it together and we're like, this isn't funny. And we couldn't get the track that was used like the piano that was used in the original trailer. I was like, Oh, we should get some sound library, like whatever score and put it under and nothing worked and we're like fuck what are we gonna do and we couldn't lift the just the piano because the vo movie vo guy was it's all mixed it. together right? right right so i went on imdb and i looked up like the music department and who wrote i figured out like who made this p- 
piano track for Warner Brothers. Hmm. And I found the guy's name and I found the guy's email and I emailed him. I was in New York at the time and he was here and he was like, oh, hey, great idea. That's so nice. He's like, eh, I don't wow. know if I technically own it, but he's like, I have it on like tapes, like reel to reel tapes wow. from 1992 All right, in a storage unit. I'll digitize it for you. That's, That's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> and he digitized it for me. We put it in the thing and it like made the whole yeah. thing work. Yeah. So I don't cool. know. There's a lesson. That that is wild. I like that. Yeah. Surprise out to people responding. and ask. Yeah, yeah. People will respond. You'd yeah. be shocked at who's willing to like. they like, I think people want to help. Right. People for sure. And you know, somebody cares. And speaking of reaching out, let's. Uh, Dan, we appreciate you being here. We have four questions from our audience. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's Dan. This this is adding like on. I thought these were the questions <laughs> from the audience. <laughs> no, I I almost hesitate to even bring this up because the conversation was so good, uh, but. I don't they, know if we need to do all four. No, we'll pick the top. I'll, I'll be have quick yeah. answers. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, take you don't have to answer any of these. Answer whatever you want. Thanks. Um, and uh, first <coughs> question. This is from a college humor fan. Do you have any funny anecdotes from some of the college humor original crew from your time at College Humor? Do I have any funny anecdotes? <laughs> I'm not. Hold on. Oh, I gotta think. I have a terrible memory. Or, or maybe just a ce- if it's a celebs like Tracy Morgan or whatever. It doesn't have to be college humor. If that was too long ago. No, not really. I have uh, just fond memories of all those guys being so funny and fun and nice. And I went. Um, I got the. I got to go on tour with Streeter and Jake and Amir. They did like a live tour. Right. And we yeah. got to do that together. And that was. When they went to Australia, probably the highlight. No, I got to go to like. Huh. It was a big deal for me back in New York. I got to go to. Um, uh, Portland and Seattle and LA. Oh, which was nice. a big deal for me. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> um, we did a thing with John Mayer once. He was super nice. A sketch? Yeah. He was like a hologram. I don't know if you guys saw that one. It was the John Mayer hologram. Probably, but I can't I recall. Know. That was super fun. Uh, they're all great. But, oh, oh, um, here's a quick uh, name droppy thing that's not college humor. But before I worked at college humor, I, I never say this to anyone publicly, but I worked on Celebrity Apprentice for two years. I, oh. I watched every season of Celebrity Apprentice. Did you really? I was a big fan. <laughs> it was it was great when we when Donald Trump was just like a who, who are the people that um, uh, were the celebrities? Harmless uh, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, Brett Michaels. Oh, it was Brett Michaels season? That was one of the best seasons. Yeah, because he won because he had the brain. Pro- oh, he was doing. Head. Wasn't he doing all the reality shows at that time? Well, he got Definitely. he um he ended up getting um, between. He, he got um, on like the Tony's opening or something. Got knocked in the head and he had like a problem. And it's because he was such a. Uh, People were feeling for him, Trump, and he was in the finals. Trump, you know, gave him the win. And Whoa, then, dude, he earned that win. Yeah, he earned it, but still, there was a lot of, like, if he didn't do it, you know, Trump knows good publicity when he sees it, and he was like, oh, Brett Michaels probably has to win because everybody loves him right now. Sharon Osbourne, you know that one, that season? I know every season. I, I mean, oh, so. Busey. Gary Busey Ooh. and Meatloaf. Oh, so the Busey one, this isn't a college humor story, but the Busey one, oh, I probably signed an NDA for the Selby Apprentice <laughs> that I shouldn't... Uh, that sounds like but an interesting you, guy right You can there. just tell us, right. But I can just tell you just that between allegedly us. Busey was, like, being real creepy with all the female PAs and no people. No surprise. And he had, to, he had to be yeah. fired. Really? Well, that, that sucks because he was big ratings. <laughs> I don't mean to, like, out. Yeah. I'm not outing and any That's any not true. That's, a, that's an alleged story. It's so. an alleged story. Alleged. And I don't think it's surprising that Busey's a creep, right? <laughs> And then, that's but, why you want it. But was was uh, a Trump allegedly a creep, or was he a? A lot of people say he's a very charismatic guy. Charismatic guy. Yeah, he's okay. huge yeah. presence physically, but also like he's the presence. He walks into a room, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And he's like, honestly, again, I hate Trump. We gotta, but 
But he, you know, he knew everybody on the crew's name, shaking their hands, hey, how you doing, patting them on the back, cracking jokes, you know, usually at people's expense. But he was like a funny kind of uncle, like yeah. dickhead yeah. uncle. You he know what I mean? <laughs> he, he fucked up by uh, running for president because he could have been beloved, but now everybody hates <laughs> Yeah, he could have been beloved. <laughs> but yeah, the, I just feel responsible because I do, I am one of those people that think that Celebrity Apprentice and The Apprentice and Mark Burnett is a lot of the reason why. Definitely. He's president. Well, he became a household name. That's what I'm saying. But what was your job? He was a celebrity before that. He was kind of a loser, though, but he was a punchline before that. Right. Versus, anyway, he wasn't as successful as the show made him out to be. I was a lighting department coordinator. Nice. But um, anyway, everyone at College Humor was very, very fun and funny, and I wish I had great stories for you. Well, (laughs) you told me, wait, you told me an interesting story before the thing. Um, What's Sarah's last name? Sarah Schneider. What is it? Schneider. Yeah. S-C-H Sarah Schneider, Schneider. Yeah. Schneider yeah. You were working with her on um, um, what, something she wrote and uh, you were behind the camera and or directing and um, you were doing great but she comes up to you and she goes hey uh, Dan can I talk to you for a second you're like yeah Sarah and she's like hey Dan don't fuck this up for me okay this is riding my whole career is riding on this moment and I'm gonna fucking get no I'm just kidding no that happened <laughs> and then I didn't fuck it up and look at her now <laughs> she's killing it look at L- her now LOL <laughs> oh, those guys just kidding so guys fun. Um, and last question, Dan, where can our audience find you? Oh, Plugs. where can't they find me? I don't have anything to plug. Uh, Dan DeLorenzo on Twitter, uh, Dan Delo on Instagram, DanDeLorenzoShow.com has all my work there. All right. And, Let's uh, check that out. And um, if you visit his Instagram, make sure you say, hey, man, I saw you on Surviving Hollywood Podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I'd love to hear, love to hear from you. We'll see who shows up. Yeah. The true fans. Somebody will. Somebody will. You yeah. any other questions, guys? Um, just thank you again, Dan. I yeah, love no having problem. you on, man. It was fun chatting with you guys. I hope we get together in two more years. <laughs> <It'll be great. laughs> work on something. Make look forward to the uh, the feature and the new puppy commercial. Yeah, yeah. thanks, guys. Congrats, dude. Thanks. All right. All right, guys. Make sure you follow us at Surviving Hollywood on YouTube, Twitter, Twitter, Sur- Surviving Holly W. Character limit on Twitter, guys. And we're on iTunes. Rate and review five stars. And if you roast us. Read it on the podcast. Got to be five stars, though. There it is. All right, guys. See you next time. Now presenting Johnny Ray Diaz. Ha. Yeah. And the Arnold Twins. Hollywood.